We've got a very exciting episode here today. And no, it's not because of the top lead story. It's because of the lead story underneath the lead story. It's Willie Do's lead story. Because he's been out there on the town moving around, making moves. I'm sure you'd do the same if you were Willie Do, but we all can't be Willie Do. There's only one Willie Do, and he sits right there, doesn't he? Mm. He took himself out to a local establishment by the name of McDonald's. I don't know if you ever heard of it before. Otherwise known as McDonald's, depending on where you are in the world. And he got the exclusive new item. I guess it's rolled out to Canadian locations. The Spicy Chicken McNuggets. That's a spicy nugget. And we were talking about it on the previous episode. I said, you, we don't always get these exclusive uh, type of items. Now, people did say, hey, I saw these in Europe. I saw these over here. I saw them over there. Whatever. It's a limited time right now. And he went over there. He picked up, what, how, how big of a pack did you pick up? I just got six. A six pack. I don't want to go too crazy. Because you just showed me the 20 pack and you got me thinking. Yeah. So Definitely he, doable. Oh, I know it's doable. I mean, God, I can regrettable. eat. Regrettable. Dude, I can eat these things. Yeah. Anyway, so he gets the, he gets the six pack because it's just a fact-finding mission. It's purely scientific. Yes. And so you got the six spicy chicken nuggets. And did you get the mighty hot sauce as well? I didn't get that one, no. I didn't want to double the the heat. Was it offered to you? Um, I had a selection. I got hot mustard. Can we hear about or the selection? Was it hot mustard? It was mustard something. Can we can we hear? Honey mustard maybe. Did they give you anything else or like what? Because it sound these sound like new type of sauces. Really? Or, or am well, I, am I, I wrong? Like I chose the app um, within there. They have a couple selections here. Okay, maybe the Mighty Hot Sauce is the only exclusive one because they're only showing one sauce in the picture, the promo picture. So maybe oh, really? maybe your sauce was just a classic, one of the classic sauces. Anyway, let's talk about the nugget, not the sauce. I did get hot mustard, but it oh. wasn't hot. I just wanted like a a, a mustard mustard. And you got a hot but, mustard. Uh, yeah, well, it, yeah, it was fine. But it wasn't as spicy as you expected. No, the no, spice no. was brought by the nugget, was it? Yes. It was actually spicier than I thought. Than you expected? Mm hmm You found yourself a spicy nugget. But it wasn't like numbing or anything. Okay. It was Subtle. Um, somewhat, it was somewhat spicy. <laughs> is there anything you can compare I, it to? Uh, when you took one bite, you're like, ah, oh, this is like that. Maybe, uh... A little, no, jalapeno, but mm. maybe less. Interesting. But it didn't have any flavor. It was just hot. All right, let's get down to the brass tacks here. Did you okay. or did you not have yourself a time? It was good. Yeah. Better than a regular nugget? Uh, No, I wouldn't go that far. Um, you know, it's a nice change mm. that they're willing to add a little bit of spice i mean we talked about it how every other chicken piece is is spicy mm -hmm. chicken option mm -hmm. like chicken um, sandwiches and all this yeah so it, it makes sense that uh you know they. It, i'll tell you what's weird nuggets. about the nugget let me tell you what's weird about the nugget oh the nugget already has a spicy opportunity which is the dip because you're not dipping a sandwich unless you're one of these people. Sure, yeah. That's dipping a sandwich. So you dip the nugget, nugget meant to be dipped. Yeah. 
So you would think you could just hit people with the spicier sauces and call it a day. Yeah, they have the option. If they want to eat a McNugget, sure. That was if my... If they want spicy, they can just dip the sauce. Even sometimes you get the chicken sandwich, depending where you go. Sure. And the actual sandwich, the, the meat would be the same. And then how spicy it was would depend on the sauce. Similar to what happens with the chicken wing. Chicken wing is a default wing. Yes. But you pick the sauce and it totally changes the flavor, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Talk yeah. about chicken wings, Will. What are no, you doing? You're I, scrambled I all over here. You're scrambled eggs over here. You're flying around the internet. I don't know where you're going. No, I just uh, I just took a picture of it. That's, oh, okay. That's all. You just want to show that's off your all. picture. Spicy chicken McNuggets, also known as poulet microquette epicé. <laughs> Poo. All right. So anyway, well, yeah, we just had to do the update, the recap, because it was sure. fresh in your mind. It was fresh on your taste buds there. You say it's good, can't replace the original, but you're happy it exists. All right, got it. Okay. Apple, on the other hand, in more serious news, has delayed its plans to roll out CSAM detection in iOS 15 after privacy backlash. Apple has delayed plans to roll out its CSAM detection technology that it chaotically announced last month, citing feedback from customers and policy groups. That feedback, if you recall, has been largely negative. I don't know largely. I wasn't keeping tabs on it, but apparently TechCrunch was because they say the Electronic Frontier Foundation has amassed more than 25,000 signatures from consumers. On top of that, close to 100 policy and rights groups, including the American Civil Liberties Union, also called on Apple to abandon its plans to roll out the technology. They didn't say, we're not going to do it. They said, we're going to delay it. Now, is there a quote from Apple here? There is. Last month, we announced plans for features intended to help protect children from predators who use communication tools to recruit and exploit them and limit the spread of CSAM. Based on feedback from customers, advocacy groups, researchers, and others, we have decided to take additional time over the coming months to collect input and make improvements before releasing these critically important child safety features. So, it's a big old pause button on that one. That was a that was a story, man. It was a, uh, a controversial topic, and there were people on both sides of the argument, and uh, it, there was the slippery slope. Thing going on you say you let them do that what do they do here what do they do there federighi was on camera Federi describing how yeah. it works they call her federighi they say you better get back to the mothership here you're about to do some skype calls or i guess facetimes or whatever you're gonna yeah. do you better get back over here you better get the uh pick your best button up shirt because you always got a flashy color on the shirt right but halfway buttoned yeah you only you can't button it too much because you're still federighi and so he was on a Wall Street Journal and here and there, and he was just doing the rounds mm -hmm. from what I could tell. He's like, hey, 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 hey. It's like, hey, you got it all wrong here. Um, predators. Predators. Yeah. They're, they're still out there. Yeah. But again, I it's, it's uh, any kind of anything you're going to do in this realm is going to be controversial because especially for Apple, since they have been so vocal about the privacy thing, it's like been their major marketing 
thing for a while now since that one uh that one billboard in vegas at ces when it all started with the lock logo and mm -hmm. then they just kept leaning into it and people people I, I suppose people took it to heart and and now they're kind of throwing it back at them saying you were privacy at all costs man uh -huh. now you do this to me you scan my stuff i do nothing wrong and they say but it's for the ones that do mm -hmm. and they say yeah but it's the principle mm -hmm. hence all your advocate advocacy groups and such i don't know what type of changes they can make right this uh this hash tech at, which is at the center of this thing seems to operate in such a fashion that it it would need these enormous pools of data that are on icloud and such whether or not um how do you do a version of this that doesn't scan people's devices that are not suspected do you, uh, I suppose that's kind of how the current version of it works. If authorities were asking for something to be scanned, maybe then it can be scanned. I mean, mm -hmm. but that's, that's a very, when you're talking about the amount of information that's passing through that has to be analyzed or that could lead to an arrest. You see what I'm saying here, Will? Mm -hmm. Talking about a tremendous, enormous, no law enforcement group or whatever can keep tabs on all that. Yeah. No one has the power that somebody like Apple has in this case. But you can't take away the other side of it, which is you open a door. And you open a door for Apple, you open the door for others, and, and then all of a sudden you got to wonder about the eventual use of such things. So it is interesting to see the, the bubbling up, mm -hmm. to see the resistance and how much people... Uh, are willing to fight such things. Yeah, it's interesting to see what Apple's next move is, for sure. Today's sponsor, HelloFresh. Fall is busy. I don't know if you knew that, Will. Fall's busy. Fall's also my favorite season. Mm. I love being outdoors in the fall. But HelloFresh has recipes to save time you'd otherwise spend meal planning, shopping, and chopping. Man, I love when they send the pre-chopped vegetables. Yes. I just sizzle them straight away. Very useful. What a time. Just drop it in there. It's a bonus every single time. If you guys are unfamiliar, uh, HelloFresh makes it easy to cook a, a nutritious meal. They send everything you need to your door. You don't have the same amount of waste because you get the exact right amount. You select how many people are going to be eating and you select the type of meals that you like. It could be a 20-minute meal. It could be a craft burger. I know you like the burgers well. Oh, yeah. I know you put together a burger here or there and you feel accomplished because you cooked it and you saw what went into it. Mm -hmm. So they make everybody a chef. That's pretty much how it works. Uh, I've had all kinds of delicious meals courtesy of HelloFresh. I think you're going to enjoy these delicious meals yourself. If you want to get started right now, go to HelloFresh.com slash LouLater14. Use the code LouLater14 for up to 14 free meals. That's a lot of free meals, Will. Mm -hmm. including free shipping. That could be a Monterey Jack unfried chicken. It could be a pork meatloaf parm. All you got to do is go to HelloFresh.com slash LouLater14. Use the code LouLater14 for up to 14 free meals and free shipping. Click the link in the description if that's easier for you. It is uh, HelloFresh.com slash LouLater14, code LouLater14. This episode is also sponsored by Code Academy. There has never been a better time to become a programmer. And if anyone should know, it should be you, Willie Do, because you got the background, you got the backstory. Mm -hmm. You actually goofed around over here. Yeah. During my web design days at school, I uh, took this for extra learning. People need, you need coders right now. 
It's high demand, mm-hmm. that type of profession. And this is a way to get started on your own time. Oh, yeah. At your own leisure. Mm-hmm. You, you hop on and get a little bit of experience. That way you can get qualified for in-demand jobs in as little as two months. Join the millions of people learning to code with Codecademy and see where coding can take you. Get 15% off your Codecademy Pro membership when you go to Codecademy.com and use the promo code LATER. That's promo code LATER at Codecademy.com to get 15% off Codecademy Pro, the best way to learn to code, C-O-D-E-C-A-D-E-M-Y.com, promo code LATER. Or click the link down in the description if that's easier for you. Get 15% off. Thank you to Code Academy. Here's another potential Apple move. Apple rumored AR VR headset might rely on a nearby iPhone or Mac for processing. Its SOC is reportedly designed explicitly to wirelessly stream data. This makes sense to me. You know why? Because originally, I think we were seeing some sort of patent filings drawings and things like that where they were talking about the how lightweight it would be a headset mm-hmm. if they chose to do it that mm-hmm. it would have to be incredibly lightweight and it's been a major uh, when you actually use these things it's one of the drawbacks right is the weight of this thing on your head it kind of kills the immersion to a certain extent and i presume anybody would want a lighter one if they could have it mm-hmm. but then you get into this uh, realm of well how do you put all the compo- necessary components in there and have it super lightweight. Now, if things have gotten better. They've gotten miniaturized. We've talked about the headsets that are out there, the likes of the uh, Oculus Quest 2. You've always had problems. You always with jump that. right into that. You always you love to get to be the guy. You're the VR guy. But you seem to forget. I just say Oculus and then I look yeah. at you because I know like you Quest. love it. Yes. I know you love it so much. I just I know I don't have to go beyond Oculus. Okay, I, just go, yeah. I go Oculus, pause, and then Willie do. I just chime in there. You just come with the elbow drop. You just, yeah. quest two. You Extra know? loud. I just um, set it up so you can knock it down. Very impressive. That's so all. they do wireless too. Um, You could stream on uh, your laptop. Absolutely. Which is like the same kind of idea. Absolutely. But it has onboard hardware. It's essentially an Android device. Yeah. More or less. So it has onboard hardware and there's some weight to that mm-hmm. because you don't need to stream. You can play pretty decent games without streaming from your PC. Exactly. On the Quest 2. I don't know if you heard of it before. But oh, in yeah. this case, if everything was streaming from external devices, uh, a Mac or, or an iPhone, plus Apple gets to sell you all these things, mm-hmm. they don't mind doing that, selling you things. No. Not at all. But then on top of that, you get this crazy lightweight thing that just needs this receiver transmitter scenario. And and like the the battery can probably be smaller in that case. Like you just start to think about the advantages there. Granted, you're going to need a pretty significant uh, connection here to make sure that, that all that stuff is lag free because I'm getting nauseous just thinking about it. Mm. Transmitting, uh, interference, distance. The phone is small enough and it's likely in your pocket anyway, so mm-hmm. seems doable. I'm not surprised by this. Good. 
Uh, the, oh, wait, just go back one more time. The information reports ARVR headset still has its own CPU and GPU. It suggests it might be able to communicate with the phone or tablet, even working a basic stand, basic standalone mode. Okay. So it will be exactly like the Quest then. Can stream or can stand alone, mm. based on that line. Amazon will reportedly release its own TVs in the U.S. this year. They're made by third parties, but will carry Amazon's branding, Insider says. Don't they already do this? Oh, no, they don't quite do this. So there there was this really popular, I ordered it. Oh, did you? A Toshiba Fire TV. And it was a collaboration between Amazon and Toshiba. And it was like, I think it was one of the best-selling TVs on Amazon. I bought it like for one of these videos. What is the best-selling TV? Let's see how good or bad it is. Um, we used it for a while on the old new later set. Right. I don't know if you recall, yeah, but yeah. but of course it had Amazon's Fire TV stuff in there. And so Amazon saw some advantage in that and maybe the cost of the TV was subsidized ever so slightly. It was 4K capable. It had your Fire TV built in. Normally you would have an external box or stick for that. And it was in Alexa enabled. It actually wasn't half bad for the price. I think it was like 400 bucks. Mm -hmm. It was very, um, very affordable. Essentially, you ended up with a, I mean, an Amazon version of an Android TV. Let's call it that. Sure. But the video's from a billion years ago, so I don't know if you're going to find it or not. Yeah, of course you will. Oh, you yeah. will. You're willing to, man. Of course you'll find that. Uh, the best-selling 4K TV on Amazon was the title. But anyway, the point being here, they kind of half-stepped it because it's a Toshiba TV. And, and they're like, ah, it just has the Fire product in there. But... Uh, it would make a lot of sense for, to, what would it be called? Amazon Basics? <laughs> Amazon <laughs> the, Basics 4K TV. The basic TV. Um, but it would, be, it would make sense for them to just have their name on it, even if it was being manufactured by somebody else. The models expected to be launched in October were designed and manufactured by third parties like TCL. Amazon's in-house team is apparently working on a separate TV, though it's unclear if that will also be released in the U.S. in the coming months. And the third-party TVs powered by Alexa, they're still going to be there as well, running Fire TV software. So, yeah, and maybe it will be Amazon Basics TVs, and they can sell those in certain markets, 50 inches up to 75 inches, and people will get some sort of uh, comfort in knowing they have the Amazon brand name associated to it. And as you know, as, they, as Amazon Basics does, does in all categories it goes into, they, give you, they just crush the competition yes. on Amazon, low price, you and look I, at the specs, you're like, all right, fine, give me that. I could just imagine ordering groceries on your TV. Yeah, of course. Buying products on your TV. Absolutely. And and for the record, other big brands, this yeah. has been a rumored thing for a while. Like, why doesn't Apple just do a TV? Or uh -huh. you've heard these things previously. And for whatever reason, they've all had this apprehensive relationship with the TV. They're like, no, it's got to be a box. We can't be shipping TVs all over the world. Google decided to just make Android TV and then that shows up on other TVs and Amazon did the same. But Amazon has the warehousing. They have the space right. and the infrastructure to just put your badge on it. What's the difference? They also have the money. The money, the <laughs> data, the shopping habits. Sure, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Alexa, all that stuff. Did your Google clock app alarm not go off? You are not alone. One man claims to have lost his job because the app's alarms didn't go off as scheduled. I guess this is possible, isn't it? I I feel like I possibly have experienced this before. Do you ever use your alarm? 
But it's also one of those scam type things. Where it's like my alarm didn't go off. It's like really? Do you have any evidence? Uh huh. But apparently, a lot of people have evidence. The dog ate my homework. Has the dog Ot- ate the phone. Has Otis ever eaten homework before? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Mm. A lot of grass. Yeah. Not a lot of homework. He's been eating grass. Yeah. Interesting. You know, he's got the upset stomach right now. Oh, yeah. That's what dogs do, don't they? Yeah. Uh, so what is he doing? Suing Google? This week, there have been many reports of a new Google Clock app bug that has caused set alarms not to go off as scheduled. Those same reports claim that the usual troubleshooting methods don't appear to fix this problem. This has led to many new one-star reviews of the app on the Google Play Store. Well, it's a pretty simple function. (laughs) Please wake me up. It's important. And then it doesn't wake you up. Should more people will have uh, dedicated alarm clocks like the olden days? Is that functionality too important to to have the potential failure of a more complex system delivering your alarm like a phone? Um, Yes. I feel like it might be too much for the bed stand or something. The dedicated alarm clock? Because I keep thinking like a physical alarm, mm-hmm. right? Because that's tried and true. It yes. works. Um, yeah. I, I it mean... Might not, it might not be, a, I don't know, I guess aesthetic. You could get a cool looking one, couldn't you? Sure, yeah. This, uh, this anyway, this problem I have not experienced. It may be some people in the comment section here are going to mention it, and I'm sure they'd be very angry if it happened to them. Look, how, look at all the cool alarm clocks, Will. I was thinking more of like set the mood. This old 1950s one. That seems like it would be a hassle to set set yeah. it, but maybe not. Does it have a memory? If it does, then it looks cool for sure. Uh-huh. Or one of those ambient light ones that creates the mood lighting. Oh, okay, yeah. Or one, that, yeah, whatever. I don't know. Or just use your phone because they work most of the time. <laughs> no, they don't. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, unless it's this one issue here. Uh, here's one review on the Play Store that claims that the app just vibrated once. That user said, I lost my teaching job because I missed two morning class schedules. Good Lord, that ain't no good. Hmm. You know what's weird? Sometimes this thing happens to me. I'm sure other people have had this experience where you have to get up early and you set your alarm and then you wake up before the alarm even goes off. It's like yeah. your brain has knows. Mm-hmm. That you got to wake up relatively early and there's some sort of other signals. Sure. And you just wake up and then you look over and you check your alarm and it's set to go off in five minutes. Uh-huh. Has this ever happened to you before? All the time. Yeah, so... I guess it's a circadian rhythm kind of thing. Internal alarm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you can't... If this person doesn't have that, the person who lost their job, it's it's a phone alarm or nothing at all. <laughs> yeah. Tesla aims to release a $25,000 electric car in 2023. Likely will not have a steering wheel. Ooh, aggressive. Yeah. Calm this, down. This caught my attention. Yeah, they've been talking about doing a $25,000 car or cheaper cars in general for a while before the Model 3 and then even shortly after the Model 3 when people were like, hey, those are still kind of expensive. Twenty mm. to 25000 especially for certain markets other than North America, we're super competitive at that price point. However, the no steering wheel, are we ready for that in 2023? Well, what do you think? No. So, 
Okay. Airplanes that are on autopilot still have controls. Sure. What happened in the event that you need to take control of this vehicle? What do you do? Is it the touchscreen or do you pick up? Oh, you know what you do? You pick up an Xbox controller because <laughs> you can use that to play games on the dash. Yeah. It suddenly em- becomes GTA. In an emergency situation, for some reason, you have to take control. You're just holding onto the controller and it's mapped to the controls of the actual car. Mm. There you go. I just solved it. Right. <laughs> no, we're not ready for this. Come on. I mean, it's a good way to make some news. Yeah. Definitely got my attention. Here we go. Tesla will make a compelling $25,000 electric vehicle that is also fully autonomous. He made it clear that the new price point is achieved through Tesla's new battery cell and battery manufacturing effort, which could reduce battery costs by 50%. Uh, So he didn't say explicitly that there was going to be no steering wheel, did he? He just said it'll be fully autonomous, which can be interpreted in any way you like, but of course, if you're going to write an article on electrek.co, you got to add that. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe he did say it. Let's give him the benefit here. Oh, here we go. Do we do we want to have this car come with a steering wheel and pedals? He made it sound likely that. The, oh, okay, he was insinuating. Yeah. Getting the rumor mill churning, as it does, and as it will continue to do. I'm not ready for no steering wheel yet. Okay. The Audi Grand Sphere is a level four autonomous EV concept with a dis- Oh, double disappearing steering wheel. I'll take disappearing steering wheel for 500, please. Okay, good. As long as it's in there, tucked away, you still want one. I was doing a Jeopardy thing. Oh, okay. But this is it's a like when they take cool. a topic for. <laughs> it's weird that you have to answer with a question. That's a sick looking car. Yeah. The rear end on that thing looks wild. So much glass. It's a concept car. Reminds me of like a speed tail. I love the speed tail. tail. It's like a million dollars or two million dollars. Why we guys got to do that? Why we got to do all that? Otherwise, I like it. Yeah. Two million dollars, two and a half million dollars. I guess that's why it's. Oh, look at the way the doors open on that. Very spacious in there. I like this. I'll take one of these. What do they want for it? Check out the uh, driver's side. That's sick. Is that a screen though? Or it looks like some other kind of detail. It's like it's a, a projection screen. or something. That's cool. And, yeah. Uh, it comes, I guess the steering wheel kind of tucks away. Mm, motorized. Mm-hmm. Goes in, comes out. Now that's a move. Steering wheel when you need it. Don't have to look at it when you don't. This is how you do it. Well, Audi figured it out. Yeah. This looks a really cool. There's a lot of textures. You see the plant? There's a plant in the car. Of course. Because of the That's eco. That's the future. Eco. Yes. People love the eco. And then you just put a plant in there and all of a sudden your brain starts making the connection. You're like, maybe if I get this car, th- then plants? plants? Plants like it? thrive. Plants thrive. It must be good in there. Yeah, I see. But they have a few details. It's a 17 foot long vehicle, seven, 17 feet, seven inches. That's long. Yeah. Six feet, seven inches wide, four feet, seven inches tall. Audi is calling the dimensions an unambiguous example of the luxury class automobile. 126 inch wheelbase. So this is to go up against some of those Mercedes ones, those very luxurious, uh, spacious ones. That's why the rear looks so good. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of space there. I'm talking about the interior. Yes. 
Uh, again, it's a concept, so you probably don't care about the range, but it will have a 120 kilowatt hour battery. Oh, wait. It's packing a 120 kilowatt hour battery, so even at that size, it should go a decent distance. Yeah, well, 466 miles on charge. It's a concept. You can't get it, but I, I like how they did the rear end so it's a huge car, but it doesn't look like one. Mm -hmm. It kind of looks shorter than it is because of the way they... But you're losing a little cargo in exchange for that styling. More plants. More plants. Many plants. Ford created a rainbow. <laughs> Easy. A rainbow ranger raptor in response to an online troll. Mm -hmm. They went out of their way to make uh, a very elaborate ad. Okay. The internet is a magical place. It's also a soundboard for all sorts of opinions. One internet commenter called Ford Germany's Ranger Raptor color very gay, and the company responded in the best way. Well, how did they respond? They did. They did an actual edition. They made an ad, not not an edition. Oh, but a very uh, insane ad. But because because the car was blue. Oh, so it didn't have a rainbow on it. It was just a blue color that the guy. Yeah. Didn't appreciate. I got Apparently it. Apparently the guy liked yellow and black. They He wanted a, a raptor that was painted that, but he didn't get it, so he called this gay. Couldn't he have <laughs> raptor any color he wants? Like, you just order whatever you want, man. I guess because the ad was offensive to him. Like this. Oh, ad. right. Okay. Um, But Ford responded, Ford Europe, mm -hmm. and they made an ad of their own. And as you can see, they did some pretty impressive work here. Some Photoshop. <laughs> they they didn't just see. do this, but they actually physically wrapped the car with the uh, rainbow with the color. As they went here. They went deep on it. Mm -hmm. They uh, went all the way with it. They took the comment and flipped it around. Yeah, as well as, I believe this is the Ranger. What is that thing? <laughs> That's not a Ranger. The little... Ka. Uh, yeah. Little, okay, never mind. Yeah, that's. I guess this isn't the but first they time they've done it. it too. Wow. Well, I can't say that would be my uh, paint job of choice there, but for the purpose of this, go for it. Yeah. You can have your rain you can have your raptor, whatever you do whatever you want with your raptor, man. Yeah. All right, last one. Banksy's shredded painting is on sale again, and it may be worth six times as much. Mm -hmm. This is the painting that was auctioned and then immediately shred mm -hmm. after the at the completion of the auction, at least to a point. It shred to a point. Yeah, it kind of failed halfway. Did it fail halfway? What do you mean? Or was it intended to only make it halfway? I think it, based on what Banksy said, it was supposed to shred the whole way. But it got stuck. There was like a malfunction. Yeah, and, and now, now it's worth Now it's worth more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that yeah, was there, a crazy idea. <laughs> Self-destruct mode on the painting. Although, the way it was shredded, I guess you could 
piece it back yeah. together anyway. I mean, the shreds weren't like cross shreds. Minimal no, something. it was just strips. Now it's worth even more. So what is the, the amount now? I don't even remember the original amount. Millions, obviously. A few months ago, 2018 auction. Fueled by, yes, subject of 30,000 news stories. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, he sold original artworks in New York Central Park. Price at 60 bucks. I remember that, obviously. They're going to give us a whole backstory on Banksy here. You got to get your scroll going, Will. If we're going to get the actual price, you see, they got to keep you on the page long enough. Yeah. If I just do this. There we go. Mm, that's a different one that sold for $23 million. <laughs> Moments go. after selling for £1 million, $1.4 million at the uh, London auction. Now it's up again, and they think it could fetch $8.3 million instead of the one point four when it goes under the hammer. And it's like, yeah. Is this like NFT quality? It's, yeah. Just the sheer ridiculousness of well, it. Well, it's not even that it's, it's not even the ridiculousness of it. Like in this case, it is an actual Banksy artwork. Sure. But the idea that if you shred it, that you've eliminated the value, like the way that it half shredded and now it's in, it's just even more famous because mm-hmm. there were 30,000 30, news stories. So everyone knows, you just showed it to me in two seconds. I said, oh, it's the one that shredded. Yeah. So if you had it, if you owned it as a collector, that amount of notoriety compared to just any other Banksy that didn't shred, mm-hmm. I'm just not surprised at all that this would be worth more now than before because it was part of uh, whatever, meant to be a troll. It was his intent to have... I mean, it's the, it's the self-destructing Banksy that didn't destruct. The story is valuable. Yeah. For a I guess it's the only artwork that self-destruct Sort of. Well. Attempted yeah. to, that he tried to self-destruct. It's a one-time deal, eight million bucks. No big deal. Eight million ain't nothing. Go ahead, get your bids in. Sotheby's, they're waiting for you. Maybe maybe the next stunt is that it fully self-destructs next time. And then they make an NFT version. It's been fixed. They've. This is the real auction, the full self-destruct mode. There you go. All right.